cliffcentral.com Police Protesters Looting Breaking news These are the sounds that have dominated our consciousness as the fight for justice rages in America. The following episode seeks to silence the noise for a few moments at least and offer insight and a behavioral science tool to help you navigate this moment. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Brain and Brand Show. I'm Timothy Maurice and I hope you are staying strong, positive, and healthy. In the spirit of this show's purpose, I want to share an episode about what we can learn from behavioral design against the backdrop of the American crisis. For those new to behavioral design, it's simply the study of how design can be used to shape human behavior, actions, and decision making, and mostly on an unconscious level. Behavioral design and behavioral psychology has been thrust into the public sphere by Nobel Prize researchers such as popular authors Daniel Kahneman, Richard Thaler, and many other researchers such as Robert Cialdini and Dan Ariely. The central idea is you can change the environment, how people choose, or what's called choice architecture, sensory experiences, basically what people are exposed to, and by doing so, people will be persuaded to act differently on a much deeper non-conscious level, more often than not without even realizing it. As a black American who has lived in South Africa for over a decade, I see an opportunity that no one is talking about and a solution we can all incorporate into our daily leadership and social journeys. This episode is for everyone. I'm fully aware of how intelligent the listeners of this show are. So I know you are super clued up about the systemic and institutionalized challenges in America. This episode is not about those issues. This is about how we can hack human behavior to create positive change right now. And the bold insight I'm about to share in this episode can be applied to your workplace, home, and relationships right away. I've set my emotion aside for this episode and went into problem-solving mode. To be clear, I'm fifth-generation American. My parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, great-great and great-great-great-grandparents were born there. So if anyone should be angry about the generations and generations of police brutality, it should definitely be me. And yes, while I'm torn to shreds internally over the senseless and tragic killings of George Floyd and so many more of my brothers and sisters, I've decided to use my experience and knowledge to spot the gaps and opportunities to trigger a little change in my small sphere of influence. The basic premise of this episode is that behavioral design can be used to influence human behavior right away all while oppressive systems are being fixed in order to represent everyone equally. What I'm about to share, no one, and I repeat, no one is talking about in the media or anywhere else. Allow me to establish two central points right away. Firstly, if you want to change human behavior while activists are fighting, there are things you can do now in the middle of an imperfect system. Yes, you can change people's brains to alter their destructive behavior. This is an important note. Actions like misogynistic behavior, rapist, racist, thieves, and more. Here's the thing. This is my central issue. 
Even if protesters, rioters, and looters are successful in sparking change, that change could take years to manifest. Here's an example. Out of 319,000 policemen in America, there will be many still in the system who you're likely to see in another video soon, even after successful systemic change has occurred. Imagine if you get 99% good cops, 1% bad ones is 3,900. 3,900 cops can do a lot of damage. I want you to hear this from the bottom of my heart. All leaders have to understand people who are prone to negative behavior can have their behaviors altered by using psychological design in their environment. My second point, changing an environment or designing an environment for the outcome you want is more effective than telling people to change. Studies show that nearly 50% of people who have life-threatening chronic conditions forget to take the medicine or simply don't take it at all and end up dying prematurely. So if trying to change people's behavior to save them, save their lives doesn't work, and they would rather die than to change, then trying to force a change around race or gender equality is a narrow method and can be very risky. There are simply too many lives at stake. Are you ready for my big idea? <laughs> Here we go. Here is one major way you can alter the behaviors of people who have impoverished thinking and destructive biases. The type of biases that cause racial killings. Or, in the case of the workplace, ways to shift people from suboptimal behavior to optimal leadership behavior. From a neuroscience perspective, there is no such thing as unlearning. You have to override old destructive thinking patterns with new ones. And the most effective way to accomplish this, in the short term at least, is by doing it on an unconscious level or what's called priming. Here's a few proven research examples of how priming works. Dr. Gary Latham is the professor of organizational behavior at the University of Toronto. He and his lab have conducted many studies on changing behavior to achieve goals, but a couple that I love are as follows. He split a sales team inside a workplace to see which team could raise the most money for charity. Both teams would call customers to ask for money with the exact same script. The only difference was that half the team had a watermark on their script. The watermark could barely be seen. It was of a woman breaking through the finish line when in a race. The team who had the watermark outperformed the other team over and over again, even after a month. After the study, those who had the watermark on their paper were asked, do they remember seeing it? And they said no. The watermark impacted or primed their unconscious mind to feel and behave like winners. Another study Dr. Latham cites is the doctor's waiting room study. One group of people who had a table of magazines in front of them that were regular magazines with no health content on the cover. The second group had magazines with health-related fitness content on the cover. When both groups came out of the doctor's office, they were both offered the option of a chocolate or an apple. The group who had the health magazine in front of them before going into the doctor's office, when they came out, they chose the apple. When asked if they remember seeing the magazine, both groups said no. So to be clear, in both of these research examples, neither group remembered seeing the watermark or the healthy magazine, but it fundamentally influenced and changed their behavior on an unconscious level. 
Priming has the same effect if used in a negative way. If people see dirt and trash on the streets, they are more likely to feel comfortable throwing trash on the ground. So what does this have to do with police in America and your personal leadership life? Inside police departments, there are photos of criminals, people who are wanted all around. Because the history of oppression and systemic exclusion from basic rights such as voting, property, and other human rights were taken away from black Americans, they, we, are more likely to be vulnerable. As you're breaking down a corrupt and dysfunctional racist system, you can change behavior by priming police and people in your workplace by surrounding the offices with positive images of people of color, of women, or any oppressed community. There are many basic examples you can employ in your home and workplace. If you put more photos of water out or strategically place water bottles, people will drink more water. If you have a canteen at work and you put a sign above the coffee machine that we accept tips, studies show that if you put a set of eyeballs, not even a face, just eyeballs, it will prime positive behaviors and will trigger more tips, even when people don't remember seeing the eyeballs. If you want black lives to matter, it has to matter in the unconscious mind first the dimension of the brain where the majority of decisions are made. If you want the workplace to be a fair place for women, of course you have to change systems and policies, but all environments have to show more examples of women leading, from Hollywood, news, and the walls of the workplace. You have to design for the outcome you want when faced with a history of oppression. Police and employees are bombarded with far too many destructive images of historically disadvantaged people. To design spaces and places to trigger the unconscious mind to get the best out of people is the best way to seek change now, while fighting for long-term systemic change in the long run. Priming is merely a complement to other structural solutions. For long-term change, people have to eat together, experience mutual values and emotional attachments together. This will take some time though. Please share with someone who would rather find solutions than finger points. Until next time, keep fighting.